This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Dive into the mind of Brett Boone as we turn to the baseball legend to find out what's happening in his life and around Major League Baseball. This is Turning Two with Booney. Here's your host, Rich Herrera. Bochy, Dusty. Two of our favorites. You talked to Boach on the podcast the other day. Um, yeah. I was up in surprise, and I was talking with some executives from the the Rangers before the season started. I said, I'm not going to be surprised if you guys make it to the postseason of the World Series because you got Bochy, and he's just different. Um, what did you take away from your conversation with Boach the other day? Cool as a cucumber. Uh, I use the the flight attendant uh, scenario quite a bit. You know, if you if you if you're not a frequent flyer and and it's one of your first few flights and you get those bad mm-hmm. turbulence, who do you look to? You look to the flight attendant, and if she or he is is cool and giving you the eyes like, hey, don't worry about it. We've been through this before. Well, then as a passenger, I'm okay. Same thing with a Bruce Bochy. You know, no matter how big the stage. Bruce is not going to lose his school. He's been there, done that too many times. And, and I think Bruce would say this too. The bottom line is we talk about Bruce. We talk about Dusty, iconic, what they've given to the game. and, and Future and Hall of Famers. I think both of them, for sure. But I think they'd agree with me. When it comes down to it, it's the players that win and lose games, without a doubt. I mean, Bruce Bochy's one of the best and, and one of the best people persons I've been around, managers. Right. Uh, he's just got something about him. He's got that it factor. I think Dusty, I never played for Dusty, but I think he has that it factor as well. But when it comes down to it, you got to have the horses. You've got to have the players that produce when they need to produce. There's only so much you can do as a manager. I think a manager makes a little bit of a difference when a push comes to shove from a mental standpoint, from putting his players in, in a great psychological frame. You know what I noticed? about Bruce that was that was very telling about him and his legacy. Max Scherzer, uh, going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. High energy guy. Uh, Bruce gives him the ball game three. Max doesn't have a Max Scherzer out. He hadn't pitched in a month. Gave up four and four innings. 
Bruce hands him the ball again in game seven. And in the second inning, Max is in a little bit of trouble. Bruce comes out to the mound. And the respect that Bochy has. Now, a Max Scherzer being the competitor that he is, I was I was thinking, oh, he's going to have a, come on, Bruce, you're not taking me out right now. Max looked at him, and because it was Bruce Bochy, he said, you know, he must know something I don't know right now. I trust him enough. He, I, I trust him enough. He's been here enough times with with all different types of players. Players probably like a Max Scherzer uh, 15 years ago, and he trusted him, and he gave him. He looked him in the eye and he handed him the ball, and it was almost like, Skip, I trust you on this one. That's what Bruce Bro- Bochy brings to the table that every manager out there doesn't have. That cross the board respect and trust and we saw it with scherzer you commented to me and i think we were we were talking about this during the games scherzer looked like a wild animal walking up and down right the looks you saw he looked like a racehorse inside the gate getting ready to go at del mar yeah and all that adrenaline's going and he's snorting and he's and he's and he's frothing at the mouth ready to go Right. But in order to be able to just go, I trust you enough, Boach, that even though I want this thing so bad, I trust you. Well, and, and that's why we it's a great story, the Bochy, the Dusty story. But I, I, even though they're two of my favorite guys, mm-hmm. let's not get carried away. This is the players. And those guys will tell you there's only so much we could do. These players win and lose ball games, And maybe once in a while we assist in a win. But it's not because we threw a pitch or we hit a we got a base hit or we moved a runner it's because maybe we just gave a certain player at a certain time that little nudge put him in a good frame of mind to execute and that's what the great ones do but when it comes to winning man all the credit in the world goes to that Arizona Diamondbacks team i'm not saying Tory Lovello didn't do a great job Everything, every move he made, some controversial, like taking Miller out in the fifth when he just struck out two guys. Miller looked at him like, are you crazy, Skip? Are you seeing what I'm doing right now? And he said, yeah, I see what you're doing, but give me the ball. And it worked out. So I got to give Torrey some some credit in that position. But the bottom line is these players, you put them in the best place you can possibly put them to succeed. And then it's up to them because your days of hitting balls and throwing balls are over, and there's only so much you can do. And that's where I think I know Dusty better than I know Boach, but I think both of them, watching from afar, being around the ball club on a daily basis that Dusty's managed before, I think those two are as good as it gets as bringing out the best of your superstars, your everyday players, and making sure the reserves have an opportunity to be successful when it's their time respect and trust yeah that's what it is it comes down to and you don't get that overnight these guys got a long track record they've been around the game for a long time they've managed a lot of games they've managed a lot of postseason games managed a ton of hall of fame players they've been there done that and with that body of work and the success they've had the human beings that they are comes that trust and comes that respect Let's just let's uh, put the Rangers aside for just a second. Dusty has announced that he's retiring. Uh, I knew it. I think uh, just about everybody in baseball knew it. The Dusty, uh, this was going to be his last uh, his last ride. Um, take a couple seconds here and just talk about the legacy of Dusty Baker and what he's meant to this game. Well, I remember you know when we had Dusty on the show and and uh, I was blown away because he said Booney, 
Uh, and that that famous play in the early 2000s where I, I believe it's JT Snow JT Snow rescued Darren and gets Darren uh, Baker out of the way. And everybody remembers that because it was on TV. And Dusty told me, he said, Booney, you don't know this, but when I was a player, and this is in the 70s when the Dodger-Philly rival rivalry was big, and, of course, I was always tagging along going to the ballpark with Dad whenever he'd allow me to. And I remember those Dodger teams, and I, I remember when they came to town. It was a big deal. And Dusty said, Booney, you don't know this, but when I was a player, I'd sit in that dugout. And I'd watch you and I'd watch your brother run around at Veterans Stadium with your little uniforms on and shagging. And he said, you inspired me. He said, one day I was going to have my kid do that. And he goes, I remember you and Aaron in particular. And I thought that was really cool. I was thinking, wow, I didn't <laughs> I didn't know that. You know, so now I'm like, oh, I'm a part of that 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 JT Snow play. But uh, that's the type of guy he is. Dusty, great player. The one thing about Dusty, the one thing about Boach, and, and it's not all that common in baseball, is to, to, is to go through this game, and, and I could take a poll uh, across executives, coaches, manage, uh, or um, uniform personnel, non-uniform personnel of everybody in the game, of uh, announcers, uh, clubhouse attendants, uh, trainers, clubbies for the last 40 or 50 years and have everybody fill out a, a resume on what they thought of Dusty Baker and Bruce Bochy. And I'll guarantee you, I wouldn't get one negative report back. That's very rare, but those two guys are, are two of the guys that are in that rare air when it comes to across the board. Uh, people just love them. Integrity, honesty, and respect honest when they need to be honest with you you know a lot of times it, part of being a great manager is is convincing a player that he's good when you know he stinks <laughs> that's a big part of it well i mean I, that's I, the part of the psychology that the great ones have the ability to get the most out of each individual player there's a lot of personalities there's a lot of egos uh 162 games, that's a long season. But for a guy to put his arm around you and really convince you when you're going through a tough time, like, it's going to be okay. You're going to come out of this. And I believe in you. And him, it, it's one thing to say it, but it's another thing for you to buy it as the player. They have that ability to do that. The great ones do. And all of a sudden, you start thinking, wow, he's right. I am going to be okay. And sure enough, you're okay. But the, everybody can't do that. It's a, They it's both a, make you feel important. They Without make a doubt. That's not the right word. They make you feel like you matter. And and that's why I'm saying you say honesty. Yeah, honest. But sometimes you got to lie to, to get them back on track. But I but I think they. It's more I, of a fib, I, not a lie. I, see, I'm not even going to go there. I think it's more they make you feel like you can. They have confidence in you. Sometimes when you don't have confidence in yourself. Yeah, is I, I think I talk, the way that, I talk about that with great hitting instructors. It's right. more than the the. It's more than the X's and the O's, and and you're dropping your back shoulder, and you're not getting to your front side, or you're getting to your front side too quick. Yeah, that's great, the physical side of it. But sometimes it's a guy that comes up to you and says, "You're going to come up this game. It's going to be a tight game, and it's going to be late in the game, and I just have a feeling something weird's going on, but you're going to come up and you're going to come through." And 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 me looking at a hitting coach and going, are you watching what I'm watching? Because that guy you're talking about, and you're talking about me. Have you seen my last three at bats? I've got no chance, but somehow by the end of that conversation, they had the ability to, to convince me. Yeah. And I wasn't even believing in myself. 
But the great ones have that ability. And, and whether it's psychological, whatever it is, the bottom line is win, baby. And if they can convince me, you know, that that's that's part of the game that I love and, and the the psychology of the game and the in the next level. It's it it it's a really hard game. And for 162, it is so hard to be consistent. And sometimes you need those those guys to kind of put their arm on your shoulder and say, hey, you're going to be all right and mean it. And you are going to be all right. And, and more times than not, you come back and, and uh, hopefully it's the next day. Sometimes it's it's a week, but eventually we all come back. But uh, having somebody believe in you. Uh, yeah. All right. I, I think I'm. I'm being mushy enough tonight. That's, no, that's a, you, but it's a, you're, you know, you're, you're I, killing my reputation there. <laughs> I, I know, but I, I got the chance to sit there, fly on the wall. You, Aaron Boone, Phil Nevin, uh, Bam Bam Mullins was standing there with us, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then Dusty Baker walks down and you got a chance to sit with them for 45 minutes. And I've told you forever how much I respect Dusty Baker. Here's the one thing about Dusty. I'll tell you this, Booney. I have gotten the most random phone calls from friends and acquaintances that just said, hey, Rich, I was just in the middle of the desert, and I ran into Dusty Baker. He didn't know who I was. I'm not a celebrity. I'm not famous. I didn't even I didn't even tell him I knew you. And he stood there and talked to me like I was the most important person in the world. I, there was a guy once, he was in Palm Springs getting gas, ran into Dusty out in the middle of the desert on, on 10 on his way to Arizona. Dusty was there uh, at the same gas station, stood there and talked to him for 20 minutes. And he goes, it was the most amazing thing. He took his time just sitting there talking to me for 20 minutes. He didn't know who I was, and he gave me all the respect in the world. That's why I think people love Dusty Baker. All right, let's move on because I don't want people to think that you're soft and weak and emotional or anything like that because um, I am going to jump on you about something, Booney. Right. I think you're responsible for a lot of the kerfuffle we had in the American League Championship Series, and you know what I'm talking about. What is that? Abreu Garcia. Did he hit him or not? The bat flip, the pimping of the home run by Garcia earlier in the game. I blame all of you for that. I blame you 100% because you're the one who brought bat flipping into vogue in baseball. Yeah, but if you look at my back bat flip and and you you go to YouTube and you check out my my bat flips, they had some class to them. It was a flip and I'm on my way. I I didn't stand there and, and make a face and throw my bat down. All right, here's now on a serious note. Um, You can't convince me otherwise. Without a doubt, Abreu drilled him. You think he did? Without a doubt. It doesn't make any sense. I understand. It's a playoff game. It's a two-run game. Why would you do that? I've heard that all before. But I've been in that locker room, and I know what goes on in those bullpens. This is not a Dusty Baker. I'll guarantee you Dusty was floored seeing him get hit like that. Bray's been dealing all postseason. He hasn't given up a run, I don't think, at that point. To miss that bad after Garcia, the at bat before, hits a big home run off of, uh, off of Verlander, first ballot Hall of Famer. Things have changed in our game, and I've learned to accept them. Uh, we all have lines. I had lines in my day uh, that we self we policed ourselves. And in my generation, there were lines. You could do certain things. And if you kind of cross that line, you might, there might be an eye for an eye. You might have hell to pay. And we knew that going in. We all know the rules. Now, since Ken Griffey Jr. and let the kids play, we're living in a different generation. 
where it's more accepted. Bryce Harper that's make fun. baseball fun again? And that's fine. If the players, current players on the field, accept the fact that you can show me up on a home run. You can pimp home runs. You can, uh, as a pitcher, you can shoot me <laughs> when you've got seven days in the big leagues and you struck me out. And if that's accepted, who am I, 15 years retired, to comment on that? It's not my game. I've said that many times. It's their game. That being said, even in today's very liberal way of allowing you to express yourself, a lot of celebrations go on, and that's fine. And I've learned to accept them. That's part of the game now they still have a line. <laughs> it's a much longer, uh, farther away line than we had, but everybody has a line. And I think when he hit that home run off Verlander, stood there, turned around, walked 10 feet, slammed the bat, I think the men in that bullpen, first of all, is the person that he hit it off of, Verlander. Hall of Famer. I think his guys in that bullpen, and I think Verlander, when he came back at the trade deadline, it's almost like the big brother of the Houston Astros came home. And I think everybody looks to Verlander as kind of that big brother on that team. Yeah, he's still needed. Right. And I think those bullpen guys took offense to that. I've had bullpen guys. I've had great bullpen guys with me on certain teams. It's not spoken. It's not talked about. It's a look, and it's – We'll get we'll get them when the time's right. I just think Abreu said, and, and there was probably a conversation in the bullpen. I have no inside knowledge. I have no idea. I could be dead wrong on this. Just talking from experience. I think he came in. Motions got the mo- best of him, and he just drilled him. Right. And that was the way it is. And he was going to risk that two run, which I don't condone. I I think as a player, I've been in many you know I've been in many situations where it's an eye for an eye, and somebody's got to go down. Sometimes I went down. But I always thought as a player, you have an obligation to your teammates and your organization to win the game first and take care of business second whenever, maybe down the line sometime. Well, he decided to take care of it right there. Just so happened that he got out of that inning and Altuve hits the the big home run to give him the victory that game. But I still think, without a doubt, he drilled him. Everybody's going to deny it till the cows come home. I get it. I've been on that side of it. I've had relievers that I know drilled them on purpose, and they'll look right into the camera and say, what are you talking about? It got away from me. That's what you have to say. You come out and say, I drilled them. You think that two-game suspension's bad? Well, <laughs> if if Manfred hears that, it, he's going to add on to that. So oh, yeah. that's what you say. And once again, this doesn't mean that I'm 100% right. I've been wrong before, but my gut tells me, my experience tells me, without a doubt, Abreu squared them up on purpose. And that's one of the things that the so-called insiders, and I've been called an insider before, and I'm not. We don't understand unless you played the game, unless you've been in the uniform, unless you've been in the clubhouse. I've gotten as close as you could be, Booney, being in the traveling party, but there's still things that there's I a don't different know. Look to, there's a different look, too. I've seen that replay after replay after replay. There's a look. There's a feel. There's an angle. Right. Uh, I've been drilled a lot. I've been hit on purpose a decent amount of times. I've been hit on accident a decent amount of times too. And I can tell it's a pretty, it's a, there's a pretty big tell on the, uh, on when I got hit on accident, I kind of know right away, like he was just trying to come in and it got away from him. There's a different look to it. When I see that thing on a loop replay and replay, that's I'm squaring you up in the shoulder blades and, and I barely miss. So I only hit you in the shoulder. Take your business further with a smart and flexible American express business gold card. 
you can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Well, the other part of this, this isn't going to get to because everybody's like, the dusty order is boat. Absolutely not. I, right. I, I, I don't know the hierarchy. I don't know. I don't know Dusty to ever do that. My experience with, uh, and I played for a lot of really reputable managers. Uh, I don't remember ever one of our managers telling a pitcher to drill somebody. Now, I'm sure it happened, but I'll just tell you this. I've never seen it. The, the manager, you're a big league player. You're in a big league bullpen, and you're, you, and you're treated like men. This isn't high school. This isn't college. You're grown men playing major league baseball. The manager usually trusts them, their intuition, um, their logic. They trust them to do it in the right situation. But very rarely uh, that I've ever heard of or teams I've been a part of where orders come down from the manager to drill somebody. Very rare. So I would say Dusty, probably Dusty had no surprise what was happening right there and was surprised. No, I, I would be absolutely shocked if anything was ordered from anybody, especially in a two-run game. I remember, and I was shocked because that's what I'd always heard growing up as a kid, watching television or reading the newspaper. Oh, the manager is going to order that. And and I remember well, when I'll, I was working. I'll tell you this, Rich, and this this might add a little clarity to the situation. It's the late 90s. Uh, we're in Montreal. Pedro Martinez has got a perfect game. And he's working, I believe, into the 7th or the 8th. Reggie Sanders was hitting in front of me that day, and – Pedro was pinpoint that day. I mean, he didn't miss. And he would buzz Reggie up and in, flip him, and then strike him out with a breaking ball away. And I think he struck out Reggie at least twice, maybe three times. And I remember Reggie, who's one of the nicest teammates I've ever had. But if you cross that line with him, he's a bull in a china shop. You don't want to mess with him when you cross that line. I remember Reggie pointed the bat at Pedro and said, you come near me one more time with that ball, and I'm going to, you know, whatever he said. The next pitch, he hit him, squared him up in the ribs. And everybody said, oh, of course Pedro did drill him on purpose. He had a perfect game. At that time, when Pedro was challenged by Reggie, Pedro didn't care. He was still going to win the game. Right. He didn't care. And he took the challenge and squared him up. To this day, I laugh when people say, oh, that page, because it was a kind of an infamous thing. Yeah. It, it, a fight proceeded. It was a big melee. And they said to this day, you know, people that weren't there, weren't in the know, didn't know the backstory. Well, Pedro would never do that. He had a perfect game. My ass. <laughs> I was there. And I'm telling you, Pedro in a perfect game in the eighth inning, squared up Reggie Sanders on purpose. I was on deck. I watched the whole thing. I, I was just going to say that I, I remember sitting down with Don Zimmer, late great Don Zimmer. And, and he's been through some battles when he was managing the Red Sox. With the Yankees, you remember him and Pedro, or Pedro threw him down on the on the turf, right? Right. And, and the big was, fights. I um, did, I was in the booth. I was yeah. in the booth for that in 2003, and I defended Pedro. I said, I don't want Don Zimmer. He was an older gentleman at the time. I said, I don't want him to get thrown down. But when you're in a melee, when you're in a fight, you don't see. Oh, that's Don Zimmer. He's older. I should take it easy on him. You're protecting yourself, right? Because you got people coming at you, and you're the one they want. You're just you. 
you're, you're deflecting anything coming your way. So I didn't get on Pedro at all for that. Don should have probably at his age and his situation should have probably stayed in the dugout. I'll do respect to Don and what a great, baseball well and, and he was embarrassed but, he was embarrassed I, afterwards yeah but i i never had a problem with Pedro no, for that. No. And i loved the, the fans that came in oh how could you well let me put you in that situation in the middle of a melee when everybody's coming for you and see if you can decipher oh he's too old i'll take it easy on him oh no he's young no. i can i can throw I, I think zim, no. zim zim would have been offended if he took him if it's, he took it right it's survival right you, you're out there trying to survive but but zim zim had told me because you know he almost died he got hit in the head um, is a Brooklyn Dodgers. So I sat down with him and we talked for about an hour and he just explained, he goes, Richie, I've never ever as a manager ordered anybody to hit anybody else. It's all on the players. And he went through the whole thing with me. And now yeah, they take, uh, they take care of it. They're so take care of yourselves. All right, real quickly, real quick. Let's get to this. Since it is the beginning of the world series, break it down. Who's got the advantage Booney. And are you ready to call your shot? Knowing that this tournament Whatever is up is down, and the bizarre the bizarro world rules the twenty twenty three postseason. Uh, I'm gonna say this: on the, we'll go through the Texas Rangers. Uh, Montgomery has been, you know, he he was the the throw in the secondary story at the trade deadline. They got Max Scherzer. Oh, and we got this Montgomery guy from St. Louis who's been phenomenal. Came in the other day in Game Seven. Uh, relieved Scherzer and, and and was lights out again. Evaldi's been great. He's he's turned into that legitimate ace. You know, everybody forgets they started the year off with Degrom, and all right. of a sudden Degrom was gone, and, and then Evaldi kind of stepped up. He got hurt. They got Scherzer, but Evaldi's been that guy this year. Was in the Cy Young race for a long time until he got hurt. Uh, that one too uh, is really good. Um, the, the 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 offense if it's clicking. It's as good as any offense in baseball. They can put up runs with the best of them. Uh, the thing that worries about me is their weakness, and it's been their weakness all year, has been that bullpen. And uh, I think Boach has done a great job threading that needle in the postseason, getting to LeClerc. They found a young closer in LeClerc who's done a really nice job. But he's asked to to get a four-out save and a five-out save. I don't know how much longer he can do that. Uh, the key for that bullpen is Chapman's got to be Chapman. Coming in, intimidating, throwing 100, throwing strikes is the key for Chapman. If he throws strikes, Chapman will get you out. It's when he's all over the place and can't find that, he can't find the zone. So that's going to be the key for them. On the Arizona side, uh, I think fought with the two starts he got in the recent series. I think it really, it really, uh, the maturation process really went a long way with him. I don't think he's scared of the big stage. He's going to, he's a rookie, but he's going to pitch like a veteran. Uh, I'm looking for Gallon. You know, Gallon hasn't looked good to me. He was a Cy Young candidate for a long time this year. He hasn't been the same Gallon. Miller's been really good. Uh, that third starter that I've talked about, he's been really good for them. The key to that team is uh, top of the lineup. Is is Carroll and Marte mm -hmm. setting the tone? Uh, Moreno now has just fallen in. Twenty three year old falling into that three hole. He's been huge. Um, Fam, Fam gets benched. He's been in the three hole all year. He gets benched. Comes back the next day, hits a huge home run. It extends that series. Key to them is going to uh, be uh, that bullpen doing what they've done all year. And I I, I don't think that's going to change. It's just going to be can. They keep that Texas offense at bay. If the Diamondbacks can keep the Texas offense at bay, I think the Arizona Diamondbacks are going to win the World Series. 
Roll the tape, ladies and gentlemen. Brett Boone, one more time. Are you calling your shot and saying, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the 2023 World Series champions will be the Arizona Diamondbacks. Boom. You heard it here but, first, folks. By the no, way. there's no buts. You said it. Yeah, I know, because you forced me to. Well, I, I, I got to make it all. I hope they put this in the scoreboard in Arizona because nobody else has given them a chance. Nobody gave them a chance in any series they've been in so far. There you go. All right, real quick. Uh, but, Boone, you know, the part of me is I'm still pulling for Boach. He's my horse in the race. <laughs> He's all my right. former skipper. But, yeah, Diamondbacks is my call. Okay. Uh, real quick, uh, you watching anything? What's Boone watching? I am not. I haven't watched anything. I've been, you know, I went, I went hunting for a week. Uh, we've been watching nothing but baseball. There's been no That's time for watching. Netflix. Krista, she's going to sleep. She tells me it's too late by the time the games are over. We haven't watched anything. I misread a caption the other day. I was Googling Yellowstone because I'm sick of it. I, I'm waiting for the second half Hurry to come. I, up. And there was something talked about like last Sunday, Yellowstone the second half of the season was coming back at wasn't they were going to play the last um, the last episode of the last one we saw, which you can just go to Paramount and watch uh, that. You know what I'm doing? You know so what I'm doing? I'm watching, I'm watching on Facebook reels and on YouTube, the best of Yellowstone I wanted so bad. Oh, uh, come on. Just give me this. How long are you going to make us wait? It's ridiculous. I know. I Listen, a buddy of mine is now working. Uh, Lara Rivera, one of my fraternity brothers, is working for um, Four Sixes Beer. So all yeah. I see is his post all the time, which makes me think of Yellowstone, which makes me go back and continue to watch all these old reels. Just Kevin Coster, come on. Give me the final season, will you? <laughs> Hurry up. Come on now. Um, real quick, before we get out of here, because I know we're going over on time. Yeah, um, we really are. Boone approved. You ready? Yes. So I was at the game. I was at Chase Field the other day, and somebody asked me, Rich, how come these fans wear jerseys of other teams that aren't playing here? So it was the Diamondbacks and the Phillies, and we saw people walk around with Dodger jerseys. We saw them walk around with just random jerseys, Cubs jerseys. We saw people with football jerseys. So I want to know, Boone approved, wearing a random team's Jersey to a playoff game. Boone approved or not? Absolutely approved. It's it's nothing but good for the game of baseball. Fans are fans. Uh, as much as I, I shake my head when I hear some of their comments, at the end of the day, I think, what would I do without fans? I wouldn't have been able to play this game and make a great living. So I'd say if, if you're a fan and you want to wear your favorite Cubs jersey, absolutely approved. It's nothing but good for the game. Well, you wouldn't have been able to afford that Ted Lasso sweatshirt you're wearing today. Oh, it's it's Nike. I, it's a beautiful sweatshirt. I just... don't know. I I don't know, Rich. I just threw it on. You know, I trying to throw up, throw throw off the uh... California cool look. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to be cool. I, I think I you're doing. I don't I don't know if that's all right. That's going to do it for the podcast for this edition of the show. Coming up next week, we have a star-studded lineup. Tell us who's coming on the podcast. Uh, Louis Gonzalez, former Luis uh, Gonzalez Gonzo, yeah, Arizona, Arizona Diamondback, Diamond, Diamondback legend, and he is, uh, he, he's in the legends race. We're gonna have uh, 
Aaron Boone on next week. Give us Who? his take on the World Series. We're gonna have young the young lad, Aaron Boone, Uncle I, Arnie. He will be I, I've heard of him before, haven't I? He will be hanging out with us on Tuesday or Wednesday. I haven't told him yet, but I told him to to be on call for me in the following week. So so wait a minute, is is Brett's brother Aaron coming on? Or is is um Aaron's big brother gonna be on the podcast? Aaron's Brett's little brother will Brett's be little on brother the is going to come on the Correct. podcast. Okay, Correct. I just want to make sure. Like it should that. be. All right, so uh, Gonzo and uh, and Uncle Aaron will be on the podcast next week. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Boone Podcast. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. See you, buddy. See ya. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team.